This is episode 17 of the Globetrotter Lounge podcast. You are listening to the Globetrotter Lounge podcast. Conversations with women who have found creative ways to travel more. With your host, travel hacker and online course creator, Jet Set Lizette. So my goal is to combat Islamophobia through travel and at the same time tackle those misconceptions that America is not a Muslim-friendly destination. Hi, welcome to the Globetrotter Lounge podcast. It's the podcast dedicated to inspiring you to travel more. I'm your host, Jet Set Lizette, a travel coach and travel hacker who's been able to save over $90,000 in travel costs by racking up airline miles and hotel points. I believe that if you want to get to your bucket list destination, you need to start taking concrete steps no matter how small. Hearing how others have successfully made travel a priority is a great way to get ideas and get motivated. This podcast is going to help you become the globetrotter you've always wanted to be by bringing you valuable tips, resources, and insights from seasoned travelers. Join me as I talk with Glory Ali, the creator of Muslim Travel Rocks, an encouraging blog and community in support of Muslim families who want to get out and travel more, both in the United States and outside of it. Great conversation, lots of insights and tips and interesting stories that she shares. So check it out today on this episode of the Globetrotter Lounge. So welcome, Glory. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. This is awesome. Well, let's start um, at the beginning before we get into Muslim Travel Rocks and what that is. Let's start off by talking about you and your childhood and upbringing and background. We'd love to hear a little bit about that. Sure. Well, I was born and raised in New Jersey. I am an American Muslim. I grew up in a Catholic family and then a couple of years later, well, Years later, I converted over to Islam. Uh, my, both of my parents are from Puerto Rico. They were the first generation here um, to migrate over to the United States. So I am Puerto Rican, which surprises many people. So you grew up um, East Coast. What was your experience with travel as a, as a young person, as a child or as a young adult? So as a child, my passion started um, with my parents, actually, because my parents made sure that we did countless road trips up and down, you know, the East Coast. During the summers, we would either go to New York to spend time with our families in New York, or they would send us to Puerto Rico. So, you know, my parents really inspired and really gave me this passion for traveling at such a young age. Um, one of my highlights that I remember um, as a child growing up was Actually, getting out a map, if you guys remember what that is, we don't have those <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yes, vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad would get the map out, and you know, there was four of us, and, and my mom and my dad, and we'd sit around the table with a highlighter in our hand, and he would tell us the route, and I would highlight it. So it was so exciting just mapping out where we were going, you know, way before MapQuest and, and Google Maps and all that. So that was like the highlight. I remember always doing that. That was so exciting to me. Um, but yeah, so my, my passion really started with my parents. They made sure that we always had a vacation. And in turn, I did that with my children. So um, I was raising three girls by myself. And I always made sure that we did a road trip somewhere. 
So during summer vacation, whatever they were learning in school, they were learning about Gettysburg. We were going to Gettysburg for spring break or summer vacation, something like that. It was really exciting. Yeah, so you've you've been doing a lot of travel, um, sounds like, throughout, whether it's, you know, domestic and then some international. Now, when did you convert... Um, when did you become Muslim? I became Muslim uh, 11 years ago. So you had already been traveling at that point, sounds like. Yes. So what? tell me about kind of how you were led to create your blog um, and what sort of the steps along that journey or what you were discovering once you um, converted and you were still out there traveling. What changed and what prompted you to create Muslim Travel Rocks? Sure. So um, I was thinking about starting a, a blog um, for a couple of years and never really did anything until the presidential election in the United States. Um, you know, our country was in turmoil during the election and even after the election. And I felt that I couldn't sit back and not say anything and not do anything. So I was like, you know, what can I do? I was just sitting there just thinking, what can I do? Because Trump was separating us in the United States. Right? It was us and them. And of course, I am them. I am everything that he didn't want in this country. So he didn't, you know, want Muslims. He didn't want Latinos. I was everything that he didn't want. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't like the fact that, you know, he was portraying America was not a Muslim country, when in fact it is. There's so much diversity in the United States that I was like, this is not my country. You know, you don't speak for me. This is not my country. And then overseas, what I was hearing was that, well, I'm not going to America. They're not, you know, they they don't welcome anyone there. They're not welcoming. I'm not going there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't believe everything you hear in the news. America is very friendly to everybody. Americans are really friendly. So um, I got the bright idea that I was going to start doing the travel blog um, and feature America as a Muslim-friendly destination. And at the same time, I wanted to combat Islamophobia through travel. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got started. Wow, yeah, and that's that's a lot to tackle and important to tackle, you know, in terms of what you're getting out there I hadn't really thought of it from that perspective, too, if you wanted other Muslim families and people to to say, no, this is still a Muslim-friendly country. Like, not everyone is going to be afraid of you, against you, trying to shove you out. Exactly. You know, and one of, and one of the things that I wanted um, to let people know, especially overseas, was that even though Trump was trying to divide us, he actually united us because America banded together with Muslims. I mean, we had the uh, protest at every airport when the travel ban was um, declared. And then we had the Women's March. I mean, it was amazing. So even after that, I see that we are coming together. And he didn't separate us. He actually united us. And so I like to talk about the positive that has come from that. Because the media is always... Um, tackling the negative, but I've seen so many positives um, come out of that. Um, everywhere I go, everywhere I see on social media, there's an interfaith um, activity at different churches and synagogues and masjids. It's incredible. Like, I love it. Everybody's starting to get to know each other. 
They want to know about each other's religion. So it really, truly has united us as Americans. That's great to hear a positive um, perspective, I think, on all of this, because clearly, like you said, we're hearing, you know, rightfully in many cases, like a lot of the negatives. However, we want to also shine light on positive stories, positive messaging. Um, I feel like, you know, the news has become this just almost like traumatic thing in, in my life where, you know, I listen to the news or read up on things and it's like, oh, gosh, it's just it can feel so heavy. And it, it really became important for me to start reaching out for the positive stories and the positive experiences that people are having because it can feel like everything's negative, every single thing. Yes, um, absolutely. So I really appreciate what you're doing. And and tell me a little bit about what people would find on the blog. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, Muslim Travel Rocks, but why don't you talk a little bit about the different things that people will find? Sure. So one of the things that I wanted to do for Muslims um, in the United States and overseas is, um, so as Muslims, uh, faith-based needs that need to be met when we travel, um, not just when we're home. So we five times a day, but when we travel, that's um, dropped down to three times a day. So when I travel, I just travel to regular places that everybody goes to, you know, Maryland, Baltimore Harbor, Washington, D.C., or that anyone would go on vacation. And what I focus on is I want to tell my readers and my followers, okay, I'm in Baltimore. This is where you can go praying. This is where you can find halal food to eat, the different restaurants. And then I can also tell you where are the different mosques that you can go pray. So one of the things that I like to do as a Muslim is I like to see different mosques. Um, I also like to go into different synagogues and churches. I just love that. So I, I love the history, um, so I really like wanted to really focus on that. So that's one of the things that my followers and readers um, find on my blog is, all right, we're going to Maryland. Let me tell you what we can eat, what you can see, what you can do, and where you can pray. And that's usually our biggest issues as Muslims is, okay, what food is there around that we can eat, right? Where can we pray? Even though we can pray anywhere, it's always nice to pray in a group. So finding, helping people find those resources where they can come together, pray, eat, and, and just be able to connect, sounds like, as well. So um, Absolutely, and just to enjoy family-friendly, you know, activities. I see that you also have, I think, a YouTube channel. I'm assuming you're on Instagram. I didn't look at that. Yep, you are. <laughs> yes. So what I started to do was record uh, video of some of our uh, our trips. Um, my husband and I took a trip uh, a year ago to Canada, and it for me was life changing in so many different aspects. Um, I just wanted to do something different in the winter. And I was like, where can we go to have like a winter um, vacation? But I wanted it to be special, so I was like, let's go to Canada. Who goes to Canada in the winter? Like, I don't think I'm going to Canada in the winter. <laughs> I want to stay away from Canada in right. the winter because it's so cold, right? So I'm like, you know what, honey? We're going to go to Canada. He's like, all right, let's go. Well, we went to Canada, and, um, well, first of all, I went through two whiteouts, which I've never been in a whiteout before, so that was really, really scary for me. And in Canada, we stayed for a week, and we went snowshoeing, 
Uh, we both learned to ski for the first time, which was really exciting. And then we also went ice caving. Wow. Those are the videos that you'll find on my YouTube uh, channel. So in my head, I was going to walk into the Batman cave and there was just going to be ice and it was going to be sculptured in different ways or something like that. <laughs> Couldn't be more <laughs> wrong than I was. We were actually rock climbing, but inside caves. Wow. It was exhilarating. It was scary. I mean, I, my anxieties really kicked in, but it was the best thing for me um, that I could have done. If I would have knew what it, if I would have known what it was, I would have never gone. So I'm so happy that I didn't know. And at one point, my husband was like, um, yeah, you brought me here to die, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. But it was just so exciting. And it was so rewarding that we were actually able to accomplish something as a group. So there was four of us, another couple, myself, and our tour leader, our tour guide. And, you know, at certain points, I'm like, there's no way I can't continue. I'm too scared. But they all encouraged me, and we encouraged each other. And it was so much fun, and I'm so happy that we did. Mm. Um, and then the other thing, uh, for me, Canada has one of the friendliest people I've ever met, like, honestly. Mm. I, I've been to Canada twice, and both times it's been exactly the same. Um, they're so friendly. They're so welcoming. They really make us feel welcomed, and I love that about Canada. But sure, I've gone to you know different places in the U.S. destination or overseas, but I truly have to say that the Canadians are the most welcoming. Yeah, I found that as well. Um, that when anytime I've been in Canada, I've just felt like it's a very diverse country, very friendly. Um, the history is different than in our country, so there's just this different flavor to it and um it's real you know it really is a different flavor um it's not just like america north or something it's 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 you know and it's funny how americans don't really think i think enough about canada they don't they don't realize how uh amazing of a country it is just we overlook it and um, my mother's actually french canadian i've you know, and I forget to go to Canada. I, I live near Vancouver, which is beautiful. And then, you know, we went, of course, to the Women in Travel Summit in Quebec City. I don't go, get out there hardly ever. And that was amazing. I'm like, you know, Canada yeah, doesn't get its justice. Yeah, I know. It's just a wonderful place. And, and the people are really friendly. And I agree with you 100%. Yes. I always say that if um, there are people that want to travel but are afraid to go overseas, they go to Canada first. If you go to Quebec, to, to Quebec, it's like Quebec City. It's like they speak French. It's like you're in another country, but you're still in North America. So that's like a first uh, trip that I often recommend to people that are want to travel but are a little hesitant or maybe a little afraid to travel by themselves. That's a perfect getaway. It is. I agree. Yeah, we have these great countries on either side of us. You know, we've got Canada, we've got Mexico, and it's just, um, they're different, very different, but but they're close and they're equally interesting and offer different things. Actually, if we're just going to talk about close by trips, I just got back from Alaska and I'm I'm kind of sheepish to say that, you know, I live, I live up here in the Pacific Northwest and I always consider Alaska like, oh yeah, there are neighbors, you know, and somehow just didn't really prioritize going there. 
it's like, oh, it's domestic. It's probably, it's cold. You know, I'll get up there and do a cruise and see some glaciers sometime. Well, I had an opportunity for work to fly into Sitka and it's just stunning. It made me think of like how, you know, I want to go to New Zealand because the landscape and, you know, all these places with dramatic landscapes that are gorgeous that I'm, I'm going to get there someday. And right up here, two hours from my city, I, I felt like I was landing in New Zealand, you know? So anyway, just wow, these close that. by adventures, there's something that, that can be done that's pretty amazing and, and not super expensive and pretty close to home, at least for me on this side you know, of the country. I'm glad that you brought that up because one of the things that I have been doing the last year is, like I said, featuring America as I'm looking for a new destination. So I think I traveled overseas maybe twice, but I'm really focusing on, um, on America. So I go to um, states or cities. There's so much culture everywhere we go and we don't even realize, yeah, we're in America, but oh my gosh, I went to the Grand Canyon. I went to Las Vegas. I was floored. I was taken away. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, why do I travel outside of the country when there's so much to see and do in the United States? Yes. Very you know, good it's point. It's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. You can go to the desert. You can go to the ocean. You can go to the mountains. You can go anywhere. We have it all. I like that focus. You know, the idea of, of you know, talking to women who found creative ways to travel more, I think that's, it might seem maybe like an obvious way or something to travel more, but why not remember that traveling can be domestic, especially in our big, huge, beautiful country. Um, maybe traveling more means exploring what we have nearby. You know, it's it's all about how we look at it. Absolutely. Just recently, you're not going to believe it, just recently I just found a park like 20 minutes from my, I've lived here for 18 years, had no idea this park existed. Um, went to the park and ended up going with my brother and his son. And then my sister-in-law met us there, but um, it's a historic park. They actually had um, an underground railroad exhibition and museum in this park. It was filled with so much history. And I walked like three miles now every like, Two or three times a week, I go to this park and I walk for three miles because we can go hiking. But I had no idea it existed. And I'm so happy that I found it. Like, I, we walked in and my brother and I were like, what are these houses? And when we, they, we asked, can we go in? They're like, yes, it's a museum. We're like, what? Like, oh, my God, we hit the jackpot. You know, there's a museum here. And had no idea about the Underground Railroad history in my town. Mm-hmm. And where are you so based right was, now? Actually, I forgot to ask you I that. Mean, what, I'm in Willenboro, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. So it was really exciting. There's so much that we don't even know about our town. So, yes, that's one way to travel more. And then you're encouraging other Muslim travelers and families to travel here, to come here, but also you know, to the United States, but also, I'm assuming, uh, Muslim Americans to get out and just travel more, whether it's international or around our country as well. And maybe you can talk with me. I know you you were speaking on the panel at the Women in Travel Summit. Um, I I see that you've been invited to speak other places as well. What do you feel like? What are what are some of the things you share when you speak about um, Muslim families and travel, or Muslim people and travel? I mean, you've already shared like that you want to have a positive message. Are there any challenges that people have shared with you, or things that you're invited to absolutely. speak about? Absolutely. So yeah. So absolutely. So one of the challenges that we as Muslims have, especially those like myself that cover, so that obviously you're wearing Muslim clothing so that people know that you're Muslim, right? Um, So one of my biggest struggles is 
or challenges, as you say, is actually going to the airport. So um, I'll be 100% honest with you. Like two days before I know that I'm going to the airport, my anxiety starts to kick in. Right? And the reason why it kicks in, because once I go to and I stand in line to go to TSA, it's nerve-wracking for me because either you have all eyes on you, right, so everybody's staring at you, and you have people that either are staring at you eye to eye like I see you, right, or you have people that look at their phone, look up, look down, look at you, look down like they're not looking at you. And nobody, nobody since I've been traveling has ever said one word to me while I'm standing in the TSA line. Hmm. When I went to Canada... There was nobody in line. Like, it was just me and another man, and we're looking at each other like, yes, I can't believe this. We're high-fiving each other. There's nobody in line. How exciting is this? So he goes right through the security, and then I get stopped, and, you know, I have to go through the body scan, right? You can see everything in the body scan. I get out, and she's like, well, I have to, and this is what the security guard says, and there's like eight employees standing in the front because there's nobody there. There's no passengers. And she says to me, well, I have to pack you down because I can't see what you have in your scarf. And I'm thinking, what? Like, I just went through the body scan. You can see everything. I say that because I just thought it. So, you know, hands out. She passed me down. And she's like, all right, well, now I have to swab you. And in my head, it, it's humiliating. And it's humiliating when it happens in front of everybody that's there, all the other passengers. But you have to let it happen. And so I just said to myself, you know what, Glory, maybe she's new. And this is the perfect chance for her to get all her training done. So just keep, keep it positive, right? So I just said that. And she actually closed. Like she had the nerve to close that little gate that stretches. So I wouldn't go anywhere. And in my mind, I'm thinking, where am I going to go? There's like eight security officers right there. Wow. Right? So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to me when there's nobody here. And then when there is people there, it's humiliating. Um, so there's places like at Pittsburgh, when I went to Pittsburgh, the lady at the, the TSA officer there, she was so nice. She said, you want to go to a separate room? You don't have to do this in front of everybody. And I was like, no, no, that's fine, because she made me feel comfortable. But, like, when I travel out of Newark Airport, oh, my God, they just, like, out, spread your I'm like, oh, my God, like, what is this? So it really makes a difference when the employee or security guard that is talking to you makes you feel comfortable, you know. And so I always say to people, just smile. Just, you know, just give us a little smile. That's fine. Let me know that everything's going to be okay. Why is everybody staring me down? Mm -hmm. you know? So those are some of the things that Muslim go through. Um, so my husband traveled to Turkey. When he came back, he was detained. The, you know, and so I luckily have not have to go, have not gone through that yet, and I hope that I never have to. So it's always nerve wracking, and it's kind of scary, like what's going to happen, you know? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sorry that that it has to be that way, you know, that there has to be this literal tension and um, anxiety that comes with just, oh great, I have to go to the airport, um, and, and and that people are looking down and looking away and all of that, that makes me sort of resolved to just be friendly, you know, um, paying extra attention and care to the fact that some people are being more targeted than others. Because I think, you know, it's easy 
for all of us to get into our little worlds and just kind of, well, I'm just keeping to myself instead of remembering that, you know, when we can extend our, our, the gift of our attention and being friendly to those around us, regardless of what they look like or what, you know, it's just so important. Um, so, so given that, um, so that's partly, I think why obviously you've been invited to speak. You were on the panel, uh, it was like diverse, you know, women, minority women traveling, I believe was the panel, something, something like that. Um, and just the different experiences of women travelers, who unfortunately we do get targeted we do have things happen to us because of overt and not so overt racism you know and um sticking up for each other was another thing i got out of that panel just talking about how we can stick up for each other and and speak up also you know exactly Um, Mm -hmm. and support each other when we're out there traveling and all the different things that can happen um so anyway, thanks for sharing some of those challenges. And I like that you had at the beginning of this episode, you were talking about the positives, though, that you still see, right? Um, yes, absolutely. So, you know, maybe you could share, do you have any stories about that? You already talked about people uniting and coming together. Have you had any sort of on the flip side, um, some positive experiences that maybe surprised you when you were traveling? Well, actually, this is going to be funny because it's still at the airport. So once I'm going, once I pass the TSA, then everybody starts talking to me. <laughs> right. But during, during you're standing in line and waiting, nobody look, nobody talks to you, nobody looks at you. So it's funny because um, I'll pass TSA and I'm at, you know, I'll be at the gate waiting or, or something. And then, you know, I had this really nice conversation with this lady. I was and, um, she said, oh, she made a comment about infant title. We started talking and everything. And we ended up, I don't know how, but we ended up sitting next to each other on the airplane. And I normally don't talk too much on the airplane because I kind of feel like, you know, are people always looking at me? Do I have to, like, when I travel with my husband, um, and my husband is Arabic, so he speaks Arabic, and I have to tell him, honey, please please don't talk Arabic, please don't talk Arabic. And I hate that I have to say that to him, but I feel so much anxiety um, from everything that we've seen on the news that somebody, you know, heard an Arabic word or thought they heard an Arabic word, they're kicking people off the plane, right? Mm. So it's really um, nerve-wracking for me that, you know, people just look at me and say something or... um, you know, I can possibly get kicked off the plane just for looking the way that I do. Um, so it's always great when I do find someone on the plane who is just striking up a conversation. And, you know, we were talking like we knew each other. We we're talking about our children, about our life, our careers and everything. And that's always so nice. Um, I was, I'm really grateful for those times. And one other um, positive that has come out that I really do want to talk about is I went to my first travel uh, conference by myself in New York City. Um, and this was right after I launched my blog. So the presidential election was in November. I launched my blog in October. And in January, I went to my first networking event by myself. So I go there. It was excellent. It was great. I come back to the hotel. I turn the news on, and it was the Muslim travel ban. Mm. So I just kind of sat at the edge of the bed like, oh, my God, is this really happening? Like, I felt like 
I wasn't in America anymore. Is, is this possible? Can this really be happening? And then my phone starts ringing. They're like, Mom, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm okay. You know, I'm in the hotel. Everything is fine. Don't worry about me. So got off the phone, and I was so hungry. I was like, I have to leave. I have to go find some food. Mm, yes. <laughs> so I left. I left the hotel, and then, you know, I was just praying on the way to – I just wanted to find the main road where they had food. So I found some place close, and I walked in, and – um so the restaurant was like these high chairs and tables. So you can sit anywhere you want. It wasn't like you had your own seating. So I ordered my food and I came back and I asked the lady, um, is anyone sitting next to you? And she pulls out the chair and she's like, you are, come sit right here. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. That's so nice. So we're talking. She introduced herself as Mary. I introduced myself. And we had such a nice conversation. And at the end of that, I was like, Mary, thank you for having dinner with me. This was lovely. I'm so happy that, you know, we got to meet. So we said goodbye. And I was walking out the door and she says, glory, glory. So I turn around and I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I want to give you something. So I'm like, okay. And I'm walking back to her, but I'm thinking in my mind, what can she possibly want to give me? Like, we just met. And when I got close to her, she goes, Glory, I want to give you a hug. And Lisette, you have no idea what that meant to me at that time. Hmm. She hugged me and whispered in my ears, us women, we have to stick together. Hmm. And when she said that, I mean, the faucets were on. I was crying. I was hugging her. She cried, she was crying, and I was like, this is exactly what I needed to hear at this exact time, because Mary gave me hope, hmm. gave me hope that, you know, America wasn't going to turn into what Trump wanted it to turn. Hmm. Powerful. What he, he wants it. And, you know, I was like, Mary, can I take a picture? Because I have to remember you. I don't ever, ever want to forget your face. And she's like, sure. So we took a picture and I posted it on social media and you know, said the story. But, you know, she really gave me hope. And that's something that I hold dear to my heart. And I don't even know if she knew about the band, about the Muslim band. I have no idea because it happened right at that time. And so I, I don't know. But, I mean, she has no idea how much that meant to me. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story. <clears throat> that was really... Um... Well, I got tears in my eyes listening to it. Just, you know, the kindness of of strangers, the kindness of of people just highlights humanity. And I, I just need those kinds of stories so much. Um, so thanks for sharing that with me and with with with, the, with my listeners. Um, I'm looking at your blog right here and I'm seeing that you have some resources listed. I'm seeing that you have some great lists five must pack foods for healthy traveling. I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to read that. Um, Muslim packing guide. <laughs> you know, you've got some great uh, resources and, and tips here. So what are your hopes as you continue to provide these, these great resources for people? What are your hopes? Are you planning to uh, continue doing the blog? Are you, do you have any great travel coming up? What are some of your, I don't know. Do you have any projects? Are, are you expanding this? I'm just curious about your future dreams goals around all of this 
Sure. So my goal is to combat Islamophobia through travel and at the same time tackle those misconceptions that America is not a Muslim-friendly destination. So I'm going to continue to travel within the United States and, you know, and talk about and make videos about where you can go, what you can see, where you can pray, what you can eat, because I totally love that. And my readers also, um, they want to know, you know, what can we do? What can we see? Where can we go? So that's awesome. I'm going to continue to do that. I'm also going to be um, speaking at TravelCon in Austin, Texas. So I'm going to be speaking about Muslim travel, right, and how to attract Muslims uh, to your destination. So I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to continue to speak up um, about what it's like being a Muslim and traveling, right? And I'm going to continue to convey all the positive that has come out of this. Fantastic. I'm really glad you're doing this work. It's so important. Um, and any final tips you want to share uh, for what well, we could say Muslim travelers? I don't know if you want to say women travelers, having just told that story about us women got to stick together, uh, you know, taking it into the bigger <laughs> arena. You know, as I, I know I have a lot of women listeners who are looking for creative ways to travel more. And you're providing, you know, encouragement for Muslim families to travel more. And what words of encouragement or tips do you have for women travelers in general? You know, one of the biggest questions that I get asked, or not even asked, get told is, I can't afford to travel. This comes up a lot. And I always tell women, yes, you can. Um, you know, you can set aside, you know, when I first started traveling, I would set aside like 20 or $30 every pay until I was able to find a really good deal and then go on vacation, right? So I always tell them, don't think that you can. You can. You can do anything you put your mind to it. So don't say that you can. If you need resources, you need help, I'll help you. Right? Um, but then one of the other things that I really want to, um, the message that I want to convey to everyone is about raising global citizens of the world. So it's really important to me that um, we teach our children to be tolerant and accepting, and that all starts at home. So when, you know, we want everyone to embrace diversity, and in order for that to happen, it has to start at home, right? So children have to be taught to live and respect people, you know, who are different from them, and in some ways, so that the world could be a more peaceful place to live in. So that's the message that I want to leave out there into the world. Let's teach our children to embrace diversity so that we can have a peaceful place to live. Thank you. Yes. And what better way really than also taking our kids and traveling with them to expose them, you know, to, to the world and create those global citizens. And it's funny that you say that because my daughter, um, I know I mentioned to you that she has three, three babies. Um, when she was pregnant with her twins, she said to me, Mom, I'm going to Florida. We're going to go to Florida with the baby. And he was like nine, eight, seven or eight months old. I think like seven or eight months old. And we're going to drive. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to drive with a seven-month-old baby? And she's like, yeah. She's like, Mom, I want to have my vacation with my son, just us, before the twins come. But I am always going to make sure that we always do a road trip, just like you taught me. And I was stunned. I was like, what? And she's like, Mom, those are my fondest memories it's us getting in the car and driving everywhere that was the fun part of our trip 
with the road trip. And I want my children to experience that. And I was like, oh, my God. I was taken back, and I was like, my dad did this with us. I did it with my children, and now my children are going to be doing it with their children. And the same thing that I said about my parents, how my passion of travel started with them, my daughters say the same thing about me. So great. Yeah, fantastic. And Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And I also love that it's, you know, road travel too and road tripping because I think, again, like we were talking about exploring the United States, people forget that you don't have to buy a plane ticket. I'm, I'm the... You know, huge proponent of airline miles and points. That's what I do. I travel hack. I collect those. But, you know, honestly, there is nothing like a good road trip. I love road tripping, and that's how I first did most of my travel. And I love it that you got that instilled in you from your parents, and now your kids are passing that on to their kids. So, you know, it's beautiful. It's it's wonderful. And we can, we can, you know, if we can have a, if we have a car, we can travel, you know, (laughs) we can, even without a car, get on a train, get on a bus, but you know, but it's just right here. And I love that we're passing it on to our kids and, um, and creating, yeah, like you said, a community of young people that, that hopefully are going to be more open to different kinds of people and different cultures. And there certainly are many within the United States and we don't have to travel internationally to expose our kids to different culture, cultures, beliefs, and people. So thank you so much for being here. I'm going to be including the link to your blog, of course, on my show notes on the website at theglobetrotterlounge.com. Um, where else can people find you? Uh, can they send you an email, check out your Instagram Anything else you want to mention absolutely. about where to find you? So, sure, absolutely. So the website is www.muslimtravelrocks.com uh, because we rock when we roll, right? <laughs> <laughs> and on Instagram, it's Muslim Travel Rocks. Twitter is mtravelrocks. And my email address is glory at Muslim Travel Rocks. So if you have any questions or any comments, feel free send me an email and I will respond. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time. I will be following your adventures and all that you're up to. Thanks so much for sharing so much with us today. Thank you so much. It was wonderful being on your podcast. Thank you. To find out more about Gloria Lee and to get direct links to her website and other places that you can find her on social media, be sure to check out my show notes, which can be found on jetsetlazette.com forward slash episode 17. That's jetsetlizette, L-I-S-E-T-T-E dot com forward slash episode 17. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Globetrotter Lounge. If so, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. That would help me reach more listeners and inspire more women travelers. Also, if you'd like to find out how I've saved over $90,000 in travel costs, you'll want to check out my Roadmap to Free Travel. It breaks down the steps that I've taken to rack up over a million airline miles and hotel points, allowing me to travel to dream destinations whenever I want. You can do it too, so check out the free Roadmap to Free Travel. You can get it at RoadmapToFreeTravel.com. Well, that does it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, remember, life is short, travel more.